Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend, Jalen Hunter. And if you do me a favor, please subscribe to whoever you're listening. Please subscribe to whoever you're watching. It definitely means a lot to me. When I tell you that even though I predicted one of the game or the, the final outcome of one of the games correct in the uh, conference championships, when I tell you that the conference championships went it, like nowhere close to what I expected, that is an understatement. Let's start with the first one and the one that to me was more shocking. It was more shocking for a lot of reasons, and that is the Bengals went into Arrowhead and beat the Kansas City Chiefs for the AF, uh, AFC uh, championship. They beat them 27 to 24. This game was shocking for a lot of reasons. It was shocking for the fact that the Bengals, which I'm not going to lie and say that I, I did not have high expectations for the Bengals coming into the season. No, you can go back to past episodes. Uh, I didn't know how Joe Burrow was going to be coming back from injury. I didn't know. Uh, I, I was adamant that they should have picked a uh, a lineman, maybe Panay Sewell, uh, Sean Slater, maybe one of those players instead of a Jamar Chase because of the fact that their offensive line wasn't that good. There was a litany of things. When you look at the the division that they're in, I, I it was hard seeing. It was hard for me to see them finishing above the Ravens or above the the Browns and possibly even above the Steelers. I just didn't have much faith in the Bengals, man. And to sit here today, and they're in the Super Bowl, it's that's a testament, man. That's an, that's a testament to that team, bro. And and let's start with this. Let's 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 talk about this game. First and foremost, like I said, this this was shocking because you beat the Kansas City Chiefs in Week 17, and they always say that, it, especially in that short of a time frame, it's hard to beat a team twice, especially a team that is motivated for something. Now, of course, when you're in the playoffs, of course you're motivated to get to the end goal, which is of course the Super Bowl. But even and in Week 17, you beat the Kansas City Chiefs at home. You beat them in Cincy. So I didn't think that it was. I mean, Kansas City Chiefs just beat the just beat the Buffalo Bills, and I thought they were just right. They had the momentum, and going into the first like the first half, they did. You go up 21-3, uh, and Patrick Mahomes is looking like Patrick Mahomes. Tyreek Hill caught a touchdown. Travis Kelsey caught a touchdown. They were just humming on. They were the Kansas City Chiefs were firing on all cylinders. But one thing, first and foremost, one thing that you cannot underestimate, and I say this all the time, and you usually see it more in basketball. You know, in the NBA, college football, you usually see it more in basketball than you do in football. But there's something to be said about momentum. Momentum 
is a dangerous thing to have and a crucial thing to lose. I say that because when you look at where the downfall started with the Kansas City Chiefs in that game, it had to be the play before the half. You're pretty much at like the five yard or like the two or three yard line. Five seconds left. Instead of kicking the ball to get three points. Now, let me first say, I understand the play call if you had more time. You know, we 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 talked about Dak Prescott in, in the last play. And you understand the play, you understand the play call if you have more time. Um but you have five seconds. You're firing in all cylinders. Going, you could possibly go into the half twenty-four to three. Twenty-four to three looks especially after you get a twenty-four to three, especially after you get a field goal going into halftime is a lot different than twenty-one to three. I know it's like it's only three points, but it's a lot different, especially when we talk about momentum. So all you had to do was go get three or score. But with five seconds left, you get nothing. You, you, throw a back, you, you throw a backwards pass to Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill gets stopped by Eli Apple. You lose the momentum. And it seemed like from that moment on, Kansas City, the Kansas City Chiefs collapsed. You know what they did? <laughs> now, I'm sure that they didn't go into halftime and listen to my podcast. I'm sure probably nobody in, in, in Arrowhead listened to my podcast. But one thing that I said, I said, what, what, what was the one, one of the keys I said that the, that the Cincinnati Bengals had to do to win the game last week? One of the key was you have to take either Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill out the game. The la- you can let one go off. One can go off, but you cannot let both of them go off, especially seeing as though they're Patrick Mahomes' favorite targets. You cannot let both of them go off. And what happened in the second half? First and foremost, you go into halftime, that is the Cincinnati Bengals, you go into the halftime with momentum. You come out, and your game plan was, dare I say, genius, because it was exactly what I said. You took Tyreek Hill out the game. I think this whole second half of that game, he only had two targets. And I think one of those targets were was the, the last target in um uh overtime, I believe. If not, he had three targets. I've been bagging on the Bengals defense and the Bengals uh offensive line pretty much this entire season and rightfully so they have struggled mightily this entire season especially the offensive line even if you look back a week before this game going against the Tennessee Titans you've sacked them nine times however one of the big one of the one of the most shocking things is how good the defense played, especially in the second half, against the Kansas City Chiefs. They were the defense was spectacular, getting to Patrick Mahomes. Even though there was a lot, it, it really wasn't the fact they were getting to Patrick Mahomes. It was the fact that they were covering the receivers incredibly well. 
shouts out to Eli Apple. He was getting killed on Twitter the, the first half of the game, and but he he came to play, man. He was one of the biggest reasons why uh, Tyreek Hill was taken out of the game. It was it, it, it was the Bengals did they thing, man. The, the defense, especially towards the end. I mean, you're at the five. You're at, you're at the five. The Kansas City Chiefs are at the five yard line with like a minute and a half left. If you score, the game's over. As like score a touchdown, the game is, is essentially over, and you settle for a field goal. Which, if you would have kicked the field goal the first half instead of kicking the field goal at the end to tie the game, you would kick the field goal at the end to pretty much go up three points and now force the Bengals to drive the link in the field of like for like thirty seconds. Which. Not saying they can't do it with the pieces that they have. I just don't see it. Um, let's talk. Let's 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 be honest about it. Because a lot of people, a lot of people have been honest this week. But let's let's be honest. Majority of this loss, I mean, majority of the collapse in the second half has to go to Patrick Mahomes. You know, we're quick to to give praise on Patrick Mahomes, and, and rightfully so. Patrick Mahomes is is almost is damn near unlike any quarterback we have ever seen in this league. From the way that he can catch fire, he he's kind of, he reminds me of a basketball player. He reminds me of like a of a Steph Curry as far as when he catches fire, there's nothing that you can do. When Steph, hell, we just saw Steph Curry do it the other night against the Rockets when. Steph Curry catches fire. I mean, at that point, it's a wrap. Mahomes is unlike any football player we've seen, and that's rightfully so. But with the compliments and with the accolades, has to come the criticism when criticism is due. Patrick Mahomes collapsed as far as his game just went from highest of highs to uh, what Patrick Mahomes was looking like in the beginning of the season. It just, it felt like he he kind of he kept trying to go for the home run play, and because of that, it it just it, it just collapsed. The, the 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 Kansas City Chiefs could get nothing. A team that put up twenty one points in the first half only put up three points. Not only in the second half, but the second half plus overtime. I'm not saying that it's the end of Patrick Mahomes' career because it's definitely not. Like anyone that's saying that is 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 wild. But what I am saying is, you know, we're quick to give Patrick Mahomes praise when it deserves, and a lot of people want to, and not a lot of people want to want to. Well, the offensive line wasn't well. Well, if 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 Tyreek Hill didn't drop a couple passes, if if a couple pass, no, this is on Patrick Mahomes. Now, of course, the defense could have been better. <laughs> But it was, this was on Patrick Mahomes. Gave up two interceptions, one in the second half, one in overtime. Uh, the, the second interception he threw into double coverage to Tyreek Hill. While Tyreek Hill could have caught the ball, you don't. Why I don't? That's that's not that's not a smart play, especially in overtime. Especially when you win the coin toss. Let's talk about. Let's talk about Joe Burrow. Did you, you you know what's funny? And you know what's shocking about this whole Cincinnati thing? You realize they're still in a rebuild, right? 
like I know it's 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 crazy to think, but they're still in a rebuild. Their their defense still is spotty. They're still young. I mean, Joe Burrow's the second season. Jamar Chase is in his first season. T. Higgins is in the early part of his uh, of, of his career. Tyler Boyd's in the early part. They're still in a rebuild, and they're they're this good. And and I couldn't I couldn't fathom this being Joe Burrow, the Joe Burrow that we're seeing. I could not fathom this at Ohio State. Hell, Urban Meyer picked. Now we know Urban Meyer's decision making isn't always the best, but Urban Meyer chose Dwayne Haskins over Joe Burrow. I couldn't imagine. I couldn't foresee if you would have told me that the kid that at uh, the guy that got the guy that got. The guy that Dwayne Haskins was chosen over him, who tramped to LSU, who had a horrible first year at LSU. Like, nobody really talks about how bad uh, Joe Burrow's first year at LSU was. Then the second year, having <laughs> going on a tear, winning the national championship with ease, honestly. Like, their game. Now, Joe Burrow was incredible. They also had Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson's two wide receivers that you can argue you can argue are top five in their positions right now. To a Joe Burrow that was having an incredible rookie year that ultimately ended an injury, like a bad leg, like broke his leg. Who would have thought that this team that, that Joe Burrow would have would in his second year make it to a Super Bowl with the Cincinnati Bengals, that is. And and it's not like they they played flukes, you know. They played a Tennessee Titans team that was number one in the conference at Tennessee with that that emotion of Derrick Henry coming back, and you know the first game in a while that Derrick Henry, AJ Brown, and uh, Julio Jones played to go in there and win. And then you turn around and go into probably one of the toughest places to play in the NFL, and that is Arrowhead. You go into Arrowhead with a red hot, with a Patrick Mahomes and a Kansas City Chiefs team that just beat in one of the most epic games we've ever seen, just beat Josh Allen in the in Buffalo Bills. You're down 21 to 3 at half. And you come back and win, and now you're in the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow, there should be no. There, I, I'm one. I'm not one of those people that like to crown superstars so early in their career. And no, I wouldn't. If if we if I wouldn't choose Joe Burrow over Patrick Mahomes, I wouldn't choose Joe Burrow over Josh Allen. I wouldn't choose Joe Burrow over, of course, Aaron Rodgers or, or hell, maybe not even Lamar Jackson. But what I will say is this. Joe Burrow is a superstar. Joe Burrow, and it's not just the fact that he, he doesn't do anything special. And I think that's, 
that's the 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 hardest or the the easiest way to explain it. He doesn't do anything special, but he never gets he never gets rattled. Hell, they were down twenty one to three, and they looked at Joe Burrow, and he looked cool as I mean the you see the the means of course when he's pulling up to the game and the and the in the outfit and everything, but Joe Burrow just never seems too, the moment never just seems too big for him. And while I say he doesn't do anything special, he doesn't really do anything bad either. Now he may throw an, inter- uh, may throw an interception. He did throw an interception, uh, I think the first half, but he doesn't do anything. He does, what you know, Perfect way I can explain this. He doesn't do anything special, but he doesn't do anything really to lose you. He will win you the game. That's the difference between him and Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill doesn't really do much special, but he doesn't really win you the game that much. And Joe Burrow, in my opinion, is is way better than than Ryan Tannehill at this point. But and this is just his second year, man. Joe Burrow is incredible. And... I said this last episode, but while I, to me, I wasn't wrong in saying that the Cincinnati Bengals should have went with maybe a Rashawn Slater or a Panay Sewell in the draft because of the constant need of protection from uh, from the offensive line for Joe Burrow. I will say that something has to be said and 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 one thing that you can can't really underestimate is the power of is the power of comfortability and and the power of connection um the power of 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 what's the word the power of familiarity I'm not saying that Jamar Chase is making Joe Burrow. That's that's not what I'm saying at all. Just like I'm not saying that I'm sure that if 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 Josh Allen didn't have Stephon Diggs, he'd be he'd be all right. I'm sure if Kyler Murray didn't have DeAndre Hopkins, he'd be okay. I'm positive that if Aaron Rodgers didn't have Devontae Adams, he'd be all right. Hell, if Patrick Mahomes didn't have Tyreek Hill, he'll be fine. It'll be good, but Patrick Mahomes is better. And having Tyreek Hill makes Patrick Mahomes better. Having Devontae Adams makes Aaron Rodgers better. Having DeAndre Hopkins makes Kyler Murray better. Having Stephon Diggs makes uh, Josh Allen better. Having Jamar Chase makes Joe Burrow so much better because of the comfortability they have with each other playing at LSU. Now, Jamar Chase was not the quote-unquote MVP, if we talk about the wide receivers, of the game. It definitely, in my opinion, was T. Higgins. T. Higgins made some big catches and big moments, especially in that second half. But there's something to be said where you, you just feel – that Joe Burrow was comfortable. Joe Burrow was comfortable. And to me, that's one of the best attributes that you can say about him. He was he just didn't get rattled. He was comfortable. Even down 21-3, he was comfortable. And I'm not saying comfortable as, you know, it is what it is. No. He it just didn't feel like it's kind of like what we talk about Patrick Mahomes sometimes. 
you just didn't get the sense that he felt that they weren't going to win that game. I'm shocked that the Cincinnati Bengals are in the Super Bowl. I have no problem in saying that I was, my, you know, my pick was wrong. My preseason pick was wrong. Uh, when we talk about the divisions and, and the rankings, they were wrong. When we talk, I have been wrong. I, I was right about the Cincinnati Bengals winning against Tennessee, but I have no problem saying I was wrong. Uh, but I'm shocked. I'm just shocked because of what they had going, how we perceive them going into this season. Especially when you're talking about a quarterback that had a season-ending season, uh, knee injury last year. Like, bad, too. We all saw it against uh, Chase Young and the Washington football team, or whatever their name's going to be. I'm shocked. Pleasantly shocked, though. I, I'm, I like Patrick Mahomes. I like Travis Kelsey. Uh, I like Andy Reid, incredible coach, probably the second best coach in the in the league right now. Um, but I just I felt myself rooting for the the Bengals once once uh, the second half got rolling. I was like, if if the Bengals don't score in the fir- in their first two drives, it's over with. And they did. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I just I don't know, man. I'm shocked again. They went into Arrowhead and won. However, I am I'm I'm happy. I'm happy for Joe Burrow. I'm happy for Jamar Chase. I'm happy for uh, Taylor, the coach. I'm happy for all those players, man, and 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 that organization. Organization I don't think has been there since like the '80s or something like that. Um. Yeah, man. I was rude. I I don't know, man. I don't, I don't have a dog in this fight, clearly. My team is nowhere close to as good as these two teams or these four teams, honestly. But uh, I, I I just felt myself rooting for the Bengals and rooting for this team, and that, that really speaks to the connectivity that this team could have on people. You know, I want – and, and that's no offense to uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. I have no problem that they won. Uh, I, you know, I, I think it'd be cool. But for a team, the fourth place team that, or fourth overall seed team that um, nobody picked to make it, ex- except maybe people in Cincinnati, nobody picked them to make it, and now they're in the Super Bowl is incredible. So. Um, and for the and for the Kansas City Chiefs, man, it's not over. I don't think that you know. I do think that the whole dynasty thing was a little too soon. Uh, I mean, people talk about you know Tom Brady did this and Tom Brady did that. Yeah, he had a twenty-two year career. Uh, he had twenty-two years to do that. So, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't. Again, I don't think this is it for Patrick Mahomes. I think that. Kansas City Chiefs is still a young team. Uh, I do think that they need to kind of assess some things because the fact there was, I mean, it wasn't just Patrick Mahomes falling apart in the second half. They didn't make any adjustments. Like the adjustments that the Bengals made, the Kansas City Chiefs did not make any adjustments to those adjustments. So the the game plan that they had, it just, it wasn't working, but they didn't make any adjustments. And I, 
a lot of that's on the coaching staff. A lot of that's on Patrick. It just it just didn't come together. However, you still have Patrick Mahomes, you still have Travis Kelsey, you still have Tyreek Hill, very a young core, and they're going to be there. I think you, you need to re-sign Jeremy McKinnon because he was big. Um, I think they'll be you know they they'll still be a, a great team, and they still have the pieces to win. Uh, they need to figure out some things on the defensive side, like Melvin Ingram and 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 stuff like that. But um, and what's going to happen with uh, Tyron Matthew? But I I don't think this is it for Kansas City. I just I just think that they do need to kind of. T- this is like a gut punch, you know. This is a gut punch, and and see what happens. Are they going to fall? And it's a gut punch because everything that they that they had is what they t- people said, and I was one of the people. I said, yo, if they had an off, one of the biggest reasons why they lost Super Bowl was because they didn't have an offensive line. Their offensive line was was playing incredible, and they still lost this year. So, I do think it's a gut punch or another gut punch, and how um how you get off, how you get up. I'm not, we could we could very well see them in the in the AFC Championship again next year. Uh, I don't know, but that we're not talking about next year. We're talking about now, and right now. Cincinnati Bengals are moving on to the Super Bowl, so shouts out to y'all, man. Let's talk about the other game. In the other game, the Rams beat the 49ers 20-17. to This is another, and this is why I think this is going to be a great Super Bowl. Um, Because there's a lot of storylines wrapped, wrapped into this game. When you look at the Rams, man, just look at just look at it, man. Just look at them. You have Matthew Stafford, who his career he has been is is something to fit matters. We talk I talk about it all the time. I think I named the episode uh after it once, but fit matters, man. Matthew Stafford is a good quarterback. You just when you're playing for a franchise like the uh, Detroit Lions, it's kind of hard to showcase just how good you are because of the fact that you don't really have much around you. Even though he did have, you know, uh, Megatron, that's that's about it. Well, they had Nate Burleson too. I forgot about that. But for Matthew Stafford to to go through what he's went through with Detroit, I think his wife had medical problems too. Um, to make it to a Super Bowl for for Odell Beckham Jr. being one of the top wide receivers in New York, that not working out, getting sent to Cleveland, that completely not working out. People turning on him, his injury history, uh, people not even you know people blaming him for the rift and the dysfunction. That is Cleveland to be in a Super Bowl. To Aaron Donald, that's won almost every award possible outside of MVP. To be considered arguably one of the best defensive players of all time. To making it to a Super Bowl with a Jared Goff and ultimately not winning. Von Miller, Super Bowl MVP. Super Bowl 50 MVP, I believe. Um, then having injury after injury after injury and dysfunction with the Broncos and not having a good quarterback. Sean McVay continuously getting smacked by Kyle Shanahan. I think he was like 0-5 or 0-6 or something going into this game. 
it's just so many. This this game. This I wouldn't have been surprised if the 49ers beat the Rams. I mean, you beat them twice already in the regular season. We know about the divisional rivalries and stuff. Um But I wouldn't have been surprised and it was looking great. Like they were let me say this. The defense was looking all right. Uh Debo Debo Samuels. We'll talk about the 49ers in a second, but the Rams, man, and I say this, I say this a lot. I've been saying this a lot the last few episodes. This is why you said, you know, this they're they're clearly and definitely, and they've they they have come out and say they have like they're in the win now mode, man. You have like no draft picks, uh, or no first round draft picks to like 2026 20, or something. Because there's there's something to be said, man. Some some teams don't care. I'm not gonna say don't care, but don't really prioritize the long longevity. Of course, they'll be there for a while, but some teams don't care about what happens in three years, what happens in five years, what happens in six years. Some teams don't care about that. Some teams over care about that, like the Oklahoma City Thunder. Like they have like a thousand and one draft picks for the next five years. Like, what are you going to do? You're still going to be trash in the next five years because you don't have a star. Some teams do not care about their future because... there's something to be said about a team that you just won a Super Bowl, man. It's different when you have that Super Bowl on your belt. Like, think about it. What have the Eagles been since their Super Bowl? I'll tell you. You you, you lose your coach. You lose both of your uh, you lose both of your quarterbacks, and Nick Foles and Carson Wentz. Your team is just continues to get dead. You lose your your franchise tight end in Zach Ertz. Like it, it's just completely different. However, what are they always going to say? Well, we did get a Super Bowl. The Bucks may never win a Super Bowl again. But they can say, "Hey, we got a Super Bowl with Tom Brady and and Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown." And that, that's Antonio Brown, people can talk. People will throw, like, he'll do something crazy. People will just just talk crazy about his name. But one thing they will say, well, he is a Super Bowl champion. People, again, having that Super Bowl is huge, man. You can be great in five, six, seven, eight years, but, ha- but people want a Super Bowl. That is the name of the game. So when the Rams don't have, like, they gave all their picks away. They they can care less when you have Aaron Donald. When you when you trade Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford. When you have Odell Beckham Jr. When you have Cooper Cup. When you have Von Miller. When you have Robert Wood. When you have Tyler Higby. When you have Cam Akers. When you have Sonny Michelle. They don't. They want to win a Super Bowl now. Because quite as kept, you may not have Von Miller next year. You may not have Odell Beckham Jr. next year. In this game, let's talk about this game a little bit. This game really is is this game these last two games for the Rams against the Bucks and against the uh the 49ers is a prime example why you make the trade that you did with Jared Goff and two first round picks for a Matthew Stafford. Because the 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 
the slant pass that he threw to um a slant pass that he threw to Cooper Cup. And the I think it was the out route that he threw to Van Joseph is why you do it. And there's no doubt in my mind that if Jared Goff was a quarterback on Sunday, the 49ers would have won this game. But because Matthew Stafford, hell, Matthew Stafford threw a, he threw a, a red zone interception and didn't get rattled. That's the theme of this. Um, that's the theme of this episode, not getting rattled. Joe Burrow never got rattled, even down 21-3 against the Kansas City Chiefs. Matthew Stafford threw an uh, end zone interception and never got rattled. Even your coach, and 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 we always give praise to Sean McVay. Rightfully so. Sean McVay is a really good coach. But your coach has the two dumbest, and I mean absolute dumbest, challenges I've ever seen in my life. It made me think, like, yo, don't they have somebody up top? To tell you, like, hey, you should challenge that, or hey, you shouldn't challenge that. Both plays were clear as day you shouldn't challenge that. And he, <laughs> those those two bad challenges. So now you don't really have any timeouts in the second half. Or challenges. He over, Matthew Stafford overcomes that. Cam Makers really ain't doing nothing the first half. And this is also why you bring, that's also why you bring an Odell Beckham Jr. Cooper Cup didn't really do much of anything the first half. Yeah, he had some catches, but he, it was, it was, it was an Odell Beckham Jr. show the first, the first half. And then pretty much Cooper Cup did his thing the second. I mean, you lose Robert Wood, like, Tyler Higby even went out. I think he has an MCL sprain, and they're still saying that he's 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 he could <laughs> NFL boy. That man sprains MCL, and they say, like, "Well, he can still he possibly could still play in the Super Bowl." No, bruh, no. I, I would love to play in the Super Bowl too. You never know when you're going to get another chance. And Tyler Higby is big, but no, bro, MCLs ain't nothing to play with. The Rams are a good team, man. Hmm. The Rams are a good team, and 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 it was a great game. I, and I'm happy for Matthew Stafford. I'm happy for. Uh, I never really realized how many people I'm happy for when when we talk about teams. You know, like now I, I know that my team's not going to be in it, so I start to look for storylines and who I'm happy for. I'm happy for Matthew Stafford. Everything a quarterback of his caliber and people writing him off time and time again because of the situation that he was in. The fact that you come and you you, you go to another organization and I want to see success, man. And of course, they want to see success as well. But I'm happy for Matthew Stafford for making it to a Super Bowl. I'm happy for Odell Beckham Jr. People kill Odell Beckham Jr. and and there are some you know things that he's done that may not have been favorable, like the boat ride. But outside of that, and he has dropped a couple clutch 
clutch uh, pl- passes in his in his tenured as a football player. But I'm happy for Odell Beckham Jr. Man, I'm happy for Aaron Donald. I mean, he's the best defensive player in the world, and you know, and I'm I'm happy for the Bengals. I'm happy for Joe Burrow. I'm happy for Jamar Chase. I was not a fan of the draft pick, but uh, I still like the fact people were. Remember, people were kind of killing uh, Jamar Chase for sitting out his last year in LSU. Also, probably because of how bad LSU was that year, but people were killing Jamar Chase for sitting out. Hell, Jamar Chase couldn't catch a couldn't catch a cold in the preseason. You remember that? I'm happy for T. Higgins, man. I'm happy for Joe Mixon. Remember, well, he did do some crazy stuff. But remember the whole Oklahoma incident? I'm happy for him, man. And let's let's have a conversation about it. Because it, it's going to be talked about. We'll talk about it. And that's Jimmy G and the 49ers. First and foremost, the 49ers... Have no, I mean the first the for the fact that the fact that they're in the in, uh, they were in the NFC Championship is is crazy to me, um, even, especially when you look at how they played. Now, if you would have predicted um, a fully healthy roster to be in the NFC Championship, I wouldn't have been as surprised. But you know, a roster that has dealt with injuries all year to make it is is, is incredible. Debo Samuel's has been <laughs> has been. A godsend for this team and you know the the video of him breaking down at the end of the game and crying that's just passion man i don't people always you know it's what it is i cried the end of my game at the, the last game i played in college man i cried because i'm just like i, I i'm possibly i'm possibly never gonna play with these guys again i was a senior you know what i mean and I'm not saying the Debo said but when you want to win that bad and and of course we lost our championship game I want to win, you know. So the fact that he, you know, he showed emotion that that means something, and I, 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 I like that. I like the fact that your best player at the time uh, is balling because he wanted to win. And shouts out to Odell Beckham Jr. for trying to, you know, with the the world, the pandemonium that's going on right now. You seek out Debo and and, and talk to him. George Kittle is one of the best tight ends in the league. He made some big catches. Trent Williams is arguably one of the best left, if not the best, uh, tackle in football. He made some big plays or protections. But we need to talk about Jimmy G. Now, it was easy to kill Jimmy G. It's easy to kill Jimmy G. That last, that last, um, that last play that he had, you know, trying to scramble, not to, not try to take a sack and just flick the ball up and it gets intercepted. Pretty kind of like the kind of the same thing that Kyler Murray did to a to a lesser extent, but pretty much the same thing that Kyler Murray did against the Rams. Uh, ironically, we can also talk about the overthrows. The throws behind, you know, the behind throws. And all that comes with Jimmy G. That that right there to me is 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 honesty in a nutshell. When we talk about quarterbacks, what are you getting? When we talk about Lamar Jackson, what are you getting with Lamar Jackson? 
you're not going to get the most accurate of passers. However, you're going to get a dynamic runner. You're going to get a dy- you're going to get a dynamic quarterback. You just there will there could be plays where you know he might throw the ball at the ground or or might overthrow a player. But the gr- great Lamar Jackson outweighs the the needs improvement Lamar Jackson. What are you going to get? What are you getting when you get a Patrick Mahomes? Arguably the best quarter, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. However. There are times when he tries, you know, his decision making can go south quick, and he might try to try to make plays where he he probably just do the check down or or just try just throw the ball out. But no, he's gonna try to make the play, and it could put you into a bad situation. But the great outweighs the needs improvement for Patrick Mahomes. Hell, it's not just young quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers, what are you gonna get? You're gonna get a a, a diva like mentality. Uh, the the organization is gonna have to revolve around him. However, you're getting arguably the I mean a two, you're getting a possible now four time MVP. Like you're you're getting one of the best quarterbacks in the league. The a lot of people would say, and and I'm one of the people that the good outweighs the bad for Aaron Rodgers. When we talk about Jimmy G. It's very, it's very apparent that he will not be there next year. I mean, how the how the seasons ended, um, the last two years or last few years, his his injury history, them them trading up to get Trey Lance, and you know you don't want that to you don't want to have your possible franchise quarterback sit that long. So it's very apparent that Jimmy G probably won't be there next year. And the question is, what do you get out of Jimmy G? What is Jimmy G? Jimmy G is a, he's an even quarterback. And I think that's the biggest concern for Jimmy G. We just talked about Lamar Jackson, the good outweighs the bad. Patrick Mahomes, the good outweighs the bad. Aaron Rodgers, the good outweighs the bad. Josh Allen, the good outweighs the bad. Hell, Joe Burrow, the good outweighs the bad. Matthew Stafford, the good outweighs the bad. Jimmy G to me is even. For one good, you have a for one great, you have a horrible. For one good, you have a bad. Jimmy G, he can win you a game. Like he can be. He could be a franchise quarterback. However, on the other hand, Jimmy G will put will have will be in situations where you need to win this game. And he could overthrow a player, as we've seen in the Super Bowl, as we saw in the NFC Championship. I think he overthrew uh Tyree. I mean, he overthrew George Kittle by like three, four, five yards. Same thing he did with Emmanuel Sanders in the Super Bowl. Jimmy G can come be clutch in clutch moments like we saw against the Packers, making clutch passes to a George Kittle, making clutch passes to uh, Debo Samuels. Then you can get a Jimmy G that we saw on Sunday where you need to throw the ball to Brandon Ayuk, throw the ball too high, or just take – I mean, you're already backed up. You need to play. Just take the sack 
or throw the ball out as far as out of bounds. Don't flick it to a guy when you're already when you have Aaron Donald draped on you. When Jimmy G's available, he could be a good he could be a very good quarterback. Really good quarterback. Maybe, maybe you know, I'm not gonna say top fifteen. Well, at his best, maybe top fifteen, top twenty. On the other hand, Jimmy G has a long history of injuries. See what I'm saying? Even. There's not too much wrong with a lot of quarterbacks, especially a lot of quarterbacks that get their team to the NFC championship. However, Jimmy G is such an even quarterback, and that to me is, I'm not going to say a problem, but that is a, that to me is a cause for hesitation. Now, I will say this, and... (laughs) Jimmy G is going to have a lot of suitors. There's going to be a lot of people. Because Jimmy G is an upgrade for a lot of people right now. Hell, I don't want to. <laughs> I'm a Washington fan, man. Jimmy G is better than Tyler Heineke. Jimmy G would be an upgrade in Detroit. Jimmy G would be an upgrade in, of course, Washington, like I just said. Jimmy G would be an upgrade possibly in New York. Jimmy G will be upgrading in Pittsburgh, as we'll talk about in a minute. Jimmy G can be an upgrade. Well, Jimmy G could be the starting quarterback in Tampa Bay. Maybe Green Bay, seeing what happens with Aaron Rodgers. There will be places that could use Jimmy G, and he would be an upgrade from their current or future status. But Jimmy G is like an enigma, man. It's like... You don't what Jimmy G are you gonna get? Are you gonna get the great Jimmy G or are you gonna get the Jimmy G that you know what it is? Jimmy G is so he's one of those quarterbacks. There's quarterbacks that can win you games, but there's there's also quarterbacks that can win you games but need a lot of help. Aaron Rodgers doesn't need that much help. He can win you a game. As we're seeing, Joe Burrow doesn't need that much help. Matthew Stafford doesn't need that much help. Lamar Jackson doesn't need that. Patrick Mahomes doesn't need that much help. Tom Brady doesn't need that much help. They can win you games despite of stuff. I'm sure if Aaron Rodgers didn't have a good offensive line, he could still win games. Patrick Mahomes didn't have an offensive line, he could still win games. Jimmy G needs a lot to go right for him to for him to win the game. You need a good offensive line. You need a good defense. Jimmy G can't carry. That's it. Jimmy G can't carry a franchise. Jimmy G can be a a bright spot for a franchise, but he can't carry a franchise. He needs a great offensive line. He needs, I mean, you have the best tackle in football, arguably, in Trent Williams. He needs a great running game. He needs a, a great number one option. I mean, he has two of them at this point. You had three. You could you could honestly argue he has three. We talk about George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, and, and Debo Samuels. He needs, you know, there's some quarterbacks that don't have hell. The Chiefs, well, no, the Bengals defense ain't that good, and they're in the Super Bowl. I'm sure if you change, if you replace Jimmy G for the for 
Joe Burrow, it'll, it'll look completely different. The Super Bowl will look completely different. So Jimmy G, he can be a good quarterback. He can be a great quarterback. And because of that, he's going to go. He's going to land in the play. Of course, he's going to be a starting quarterback, in my opinion, next year, just for a different franchise. And there's going to be multiple suitors for Jimmy G. Rightfully so. Jimmy G is not a terrible player. But if we're being honest about Jimmy G, Jimmy G can't carry a franchise. Jimmy G is not that good. Jimmy G cannot be the star of a franchise. Let me say that he he has the looks to be one. But you need a lot to go right for Jimmy G to to Jimmy G can't carry a franchise. Jimmy G can't do what a Joe Burrow can do. Jimmy G can't do what a Patrick Mahomes can do. Hell, to a lesser extent, Jimmy G can't do what a Russell Wilson does. I say lesser like Russell Wilson's lesser. (laughs) I meant, you know. Hell, look at that. What have we been talking about by Russell Wilson this and like for a while now, ever since the Legion of Boone happened? The offensive line is terrible. The defense is terrible. Yet and still, outside of this year, due to injury and everything, Russell Wilson has still had the Seahawks at least in prime position to make the playoffs. Jimmy G couldn't do that. Jimmy G has a great offensive line, great running game, great coach, great uh, offensive weapons, great defense. So, yeah, man, Jimmy G, he's going to land somewhere. Hell, he might even go to Washington. I don't know. But just be cautious when you get Jimmy G. I'm not saying he's terrible because he's not. But you, you have to know what you need to have a quarterback like Jimmy G. And even in that, as we're seeing with the 49ers, that still may not be enough. I'm not saying he's terrible, but he's a very even quarterback. And I'm even saying the goods don't outweigh the bads, yet the bads don't outweigh the good. They're pretty much even. As much good as Jimmy G is comes with bad and vice versa. But shouts out to the Rams for making the Super Bowl. Shouts out to the Bengals for making the Super Bowl. Of course, we'll do my Super Bowl predictions and stuff close to the Super Bowl. But shouts out to you guys. Let's move forward. So this has been a uh, crazy week for uh, Tom Brady, to say the least. So, you you know, are we going to have... Apparently, he's retired. I don't know. Adam Schefter and uh, uh, Darlington, I believe, Jeff Darlington, are came out and said that Tom Brady's retire ring... And then he's they're saying he's supposed to retire. And then a whole bunch of people from Tom Brady's camp say, no, he ain't. Uh, he hasn't made a decision. Tom Brady even came out and said, I haven't made a decision yet. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I will say that I don't think that Adam Schefter could be wrong. I don't know. But I don't think that. A, 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 a story this big you, you want to be wrong about That's all I'm saying Like a story this big ain't, ain't one of the stories to be wrong about Or you don't want to just jump out the window With it so I don't know And and Aaron Rodgers I'm not Aaron Rodgers And Tom Brady could have very well said Yeah I'm retiring 
And he's just upset that, you know, they, they leaked the story. I don't know. But I will say this. If Tom Brady did, has retired or will retire and not come back next season, congratulations, man. It's easy, easy to hate Tom Brady because of great – I mean, people, people, even though, you know, it's attractive – as far as people like watching greatness. Look at all the great teams, man. People hated them or hate them. People hate Tom Brady. People hate the Patriots. People hate Alabama. People hated Golden State during that run. People hated the Heat during that run. Hell, there was a whole mantra, we're the villains, for the Heat. People hate the Yankees. People hate the Red Sox. People hate, a lot of people are so, are so happy that Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs lost. People don't like watching. I'm not gonna say they don't, don't like watching greatness. They don't. There's. I don't know if it's it's hard to comprehend sometimes as how great somebody is until they just continue. Like people, it's like the Alabama effect, you know. It's like people want to watch greatness. They're just tired of seeing them. They, I think they want to watch greatness because they want to see somebody overcome. They want to see somebody beat. That's why people were so elated that Georgia beat Alabama. Because it's like you want to watch greatness, but you want to see David beat Goliath. You want to see that you know UMBC beat Virginia. You want to see that. But you also want to see greatness, which is funny because – if you look at Alabama next year, they're projected to be number one. Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. You have he, there. There's no one. There's nothing that you can argue about that. He has all the accolades. He has. He has seven Super Bowls. He has more Super Bowls than any franchise. Foot NFL franchise. He has more Super Bowls than a lot of NBA teams have championships. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Now, people want to go with the whole deflate gate. People want to go with, you know, some of the sketchy things that's happened with the Patriots. But in the game, you ha- at the end of the day, you have to play the game. And and Tom Brady has played it at a level that we have never seen from his clutch. And, and he may not, Tom Brady, can, even in his prime, Tom Brady mobily couldn't do what Patrick Mahomes does mobile, like as far as running. He will never be the same runner, and he was never the same runner that Lamar Jackson is. He may not have a more gifted throw than than Aaron Rodgers, or maybe even he may not be able to throw the ball in the exact pocket that he needs to like a Russell Wilson. But when we talk about clutch, when we talk about um, dependability, when we talk about uh, wins, Tom Brady is it. Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. You know, there's debates between who's better between LeBron James and and, and, uh, Michael Jordan. People debate who's better between uh, Randy Moss or... Or uh, what's his name with the commercial? <laughs> Jerry Rice. People debate between who's better between Barry Sanders and and I don't know LT. 
people have debates like who's better between who and who. There's really no debate between who's better between Tom Brady and blank. Hell, people still question who's better between a, a Floyd Mayweather and a, and a Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali and Tyson. There is no debate who is the best quarterback of all time. So, if Tom Brady does officially retire, congrats, and we'll talk about it, but congratulations on an incredible career. I mean, seven Super Bowls. That's, I mean, come on now. And if he doesn't retire and come back, hey, you have another shot to win, even though it kind of feels like he's retiring. Because if you think about it, the Bucks don't have the best cap space, and they have a lot of people that they need to sign, and they could lose a lot of people. They could lose uh, Brian Leftwich, their their coordinator. They can lose Todd Bowles, their coordinator. There's just a lot of questions with Tampa Bay. So I would understand if he wants to give it up. And if he doesn't, I mean, he did just almost – Mount uh, an incredible comeback against the now Super Bowl bound Rams. So, but shouts out to Tom Brady. If this is it for Tom Brady, congratulations, brother. If not, see you next year. And lastly, before we go, congratulations to Rafael Nadal for winning the Australian Open. This is so big because he has won his 21st Grand Slam, breaking a three way tie between him, uh, Roger Federer, and Novak Djokovic. Uh, I just, it's a feel-good story. A lot of people, you know, uh, Rafael Nadal doesn't, he, when we talk about fame, he doesn't get the same amount of acclaim as, of course, a Roger Federer or Novak Djokovic. Uh, even though, you know, he has a reputation like he never loses on clay and stuff like that. And, uh, but when we talk about, it's kind of like Jake, it's kind of like rap. It's kind of like J. Cole, Drake, and, and Kendrick, uh, while, you know, Kendrick and Drake get the cr- more cl- critically acclaimed, I guess you can say, than J. Cole, you know, it, it's it's always a three-man weave, you can say. It kind of like Rafael Nadal, in my opinion, would be like the J. Cole. Uh, and, of course, Kendrick is probably uh, Roger Federer and Drake is Novak Djokovic. I mean, think about it. What was the story dominating the Australian Open? It was Novak Djokovic not even be able to get in because his visa because he wasn't va- uh, vaxxed, vaxxed. So, you know, it, I'm happy for Rafael Nadal, man. He will go down as one of the one of the best. He'll go down as one of the best golfers, I mean, golfers, tennis players of all time. Um, a lot of people like to poke holes that well, you didn't have to play Novak Djokovic. Well, yeah, he didn't have to play him because he wasn't able to get into the country. So I'm not taking this away from Rafael Nadal. Shouts out to you for winning your 21st Grand Slam. Uh, he, you will go down in history as one of the greatest tennis players ever. Uh, That's a very small list, you know, him, uh, Serena Williams, Venus Williams, Roger Federer, Novak, uh, Arthur Ashe. You know, some of those players. Uh, and and Rafael Nadal definitely is in that category so or in that conversation so shouts out to him and and congratulations for winning the australian open your 21st grand slam and there you have it man that has been today's episode of the unpopular podcast i appreciate you guys um if you want a popular podcast shirt hoodie long sleeve sweater joggers the link is in the description below I have multiple different colors, multiple different designs. So click the, your favorite design, click your favorite color, click checkout, and boom, we are in action. Also, I'm thinking about doing a giveaway. Um, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do with that. So, But I, I am thinking about giving away some merch, uh, maybe like subscribe or I don't know, something like that. But we'll figure it out. 
also please subscribe to wherever you're listening please subscribe to wherever you're watching it definitely mean a lot to me uh, also if you can leave a like and comment you know let's get the algorithms going let i want more people to see the unpopular podcast and the only way that we can do that is you know uh, get the algorithms up so get more likes get more get more uh comments and, and even in the comments I, we have conversation comments so i appreciate you guys uh and until next time much love what juicy say he like shut the fuck up mr cap i think it's about time man you tell these motherfuckers how you start your day man I just brought that motherfucking packing so you know it's him. I done been broke, I promise that I'll never go again. Say it if I want to, I can never hold it in. Right there in your face, time I never waste. Break it down and roll it up, I made it out of nothing. Will I ride for my niggas when it's time that they the question? Gotta make sure that my baby boy is good. Throwing up that Taylor gang and after that it's neighborhood. I know what I'm up against and I ain't on the fence. Y'all know what I represent, I'm in my element. Rolling up a paper ring. Get high to the sky, all my homies reppin' Taylor gang or die, da 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 Backseat killin' it, got my feet up, bad shorty and she feelin' it I'm the realest nigga that she been with, I'm the realest nigga that she been with Niggas just talk, but I'm livin' it, riding in the backseat killin' it Got my feet up, bad shorty and she feelin' it I'm the realest nigga that she been with, I'm the realest nigga that she been with Niggas just talk, but I'm livin' it Talk, but I'm.